four years ago in December of 2019, I got my very first tattoo. I was on vacation in Asheville just for a little birthday weekend with my husband, and I said, I want to get a tattoo. Let's go today. It was on my birthday. It was December 6th, and I was turning 40. And I wanted to get it that day. I hadn't really thought about what I wanted. Um, I knew I wanted something that meant something, something that would remind me kind of of like my higher self, that I could do more, that I was capable. And I finally settled on the phrase made for more. I said, let's go. And we went and found this kind of random... Um, tattoo parlor in downtown Asheville and it was great and I went in and, and I was looking on my phone for like a script that I would like while I was driving there and all this is very not me especially when it comes to uh, visual things like branding and it feels like finding a script is kind of like a visual you know it's obviously a visual it feels kind of like branding so I was on creative market like looking up all different fonts that I liked for made for more while on the way normally I would have looked at home and gone on and on and on and printed out 20 different options and texted people and asked them their opinions and weighed it and asked my kids and weighed that and, you know, just rip some up. And it, it would have been this whole long thing. And I just did it on the way there. And I just knew that I wanted to do this on my birthday. And I went in and I finally kind of settled on a font and I went and, you know, they print it out and then they kind of like lay it on your skin. And, and I said, okay, can we tweak this? And can we tweak this? And can we tweak this? And I felt like I'd asked for a lot of tweaks, but I also wanted to honor my voice and really ask for what I wanted. That was really important to me. But I'd also kind of hit a point where I was like, this is a lot of tweaks and I'm really, I'm trying to make it perfect at this point. So I finally just said, let's do it. I said, let's do it. And when I was done, made for more, the M on more kind of looks like a squiggly line, kind of looks like it could be a W, looks like it could be a wave. <laughs> it doesn't really look the way that I wanted to. It doesn't look the same as the M in made, which is what I wanted. Um, and I really just sat back and I looked at it and I said, done is better than perfect. And it was really important to me to take this action to do this for myself, to not have, not give the power to tons of other people to weigh in, to be able to trust myself on what I wanted to go forward and to take imperfect action. And that's what I did. And that's one of the things that my tattoo represents and reminds me of every single day. That imperfect action moves the needle so much better and allows us to grow so much more than waiting till something is perfect. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. We're constantly being told 
done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Take imperfect action. Just do it. Do it scared. And all of that is really just kind of empty bullshit, growth mindset, rah, rah stuff, unless we actually know how to do that. Like we can always tell each other like, yeah, just do it. Just do imperfect action. Do whatever. It really doesn't work to just tell somebody or to tell yourself like, yeah, just do it scared. Do it scared. You know, if if that's the only thing that you're doing to take imperfect action is just take imperfect action, like you may do it sometimes, but if that fear is really there and that fear of like, it has to be perfect for whatever reason, right? I mean, it, it could have to be perfect because typically the way we don't want to be perceived, right? We're, we're worried about being perceived. We're worried about showing our flaws. We're worried about what that means for um, getting taken seriously and what we do, you know, losing friends, losing connections, whatever it is. Like it can be really intense to kind of let go of the idea of, of perfection, of putting something out there that doesn't feel like, yes, this is it. I've made it and it's perfect. So how do we do it? How do, how do we do that? How do we get past that fear and actually really take imperfect action? When I'm talking about imperfect action, I'm not talking about like a mess. Like we just don't want to have no plan, haven't done anything, and we just start throwing spaghetti on the walls, you know? We don't want it to just be this this mess. Like, well, this is done is better than perfect. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, Um you know, not putting it out there is better than putting out a bunch of garbage, right? So, you know, and and so done is better than perfect. It's probably what? Somewhere between 60 and 80%, I'd say. I mean, feel feel what feels good for you. But I would say if perfect is like 100%, just this is perfect, I wouldn't change anything. No one will find any flaws with this. I would say 60 to 75% is like the done is better than perfect zone. So how do we do this? And and I also want to be clear, it can be really, really habitual to automatically, is that the right way to say that? Habitual to automatically? That's like a double, we're saying that twice now, right? Okay, well, whatever. It can be a habitual response to assume that when I say take imperfect action, I'm talking about your career. I'm talking about posting something on social media. I'm talking about getting that podcast started. Um, You know, speaking of which, I hope you're listening to my uh, So You Want to Start a Podcast mini series. We're right in the middle of it and it's so fun. Check it out. Um, But imperfect action on that. And actually, there's a lot of people in there who when I say what would stop you and they're like me, you know, when I talk to these women who really want to start a podcast and it feels like it's really on their heart and I go, what, what's going to stop you? And they just say me. Um, and it's that, it's that taking imperfect action. It's that getting, it's that fear of if it's not perfect, if it's not right. Uh, there's imposter syndrome in there too, but that's also can be tied up in perfection. Um, but but I'm not only talking about, you know, write that draft, do that thing, send that email. I'm also talking about sometimes if you are one of those people that goes, 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 sometimes you're being asked to rest. 
in really subtle ways, or maybe the universe is giving you some really obvious ways, just saying, hey, you've got to dial it back. And maybe you need to take some imperfect action there. And maybe, you know, maybe for you, that looks like, okay, I'll do an hour of work and an hour of rest and off and on. Or instead of working 10 hours today, I'll try to work seven. (laughs) Or instead of going hard for four hours today, I'll go for two. Um, And it can be vice versa, right? So if if you kind of find yourself procrastinating, cleaning the house, doing all the things, it could be like, okay, I'm going to today work on putting myself out there for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. So this this idea of imperfect action isn't just the hustle mode. It isn't just go, go, go. Sometimes it really is rest. Sometimes it is spiritual, um, related to our spiritual life. Sometimes it's related to our finances. Like, okay, I'm just going to take 15 minutes and I'm just going to open my bank account, look at my bank account, right? Whatever it is. Or I'm just going to try to create a budget for something or I'm going to organize my QuickBooks today. So imperfect action can be all over the place. It can be with our significant others, with our children. So it's not just like write that email, you know, send your book book idea out there. It's not just that. Um, but I, But I think these three steps can really, can really help us focus in no matter what area it is and help us move forward. And I just, I kind of just came up with these for the things that really help support me in taking imperfect action. And there's kind of like a pre-step that's normally in place already. So I didn't include it as a step. We're going to call it like the prologue, (laughs) the prologue of your imperfect action steps. So the first one is just to feel lit up or excited or have some type of knowing that this is what you're this is this is the thing you need to take some action around so it could be something you're just really excited about like maybe you're just buzzing inside you feel you know you feel magnetic you just feel completely lit up and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. You've got something on your heart. It just feels like, yes, you just feel alive with ideas and it feels so much like, yes, this is, this is the thing. Or you have this knowing, right? That's like, okay, I I think I just know, you know, I know I need to eat better. I know I need to slow down. I, I know this is what it is. So you know what it is. You've established what it is and it doesn't feel arbitrary. It doesn't feel like you've just picked something from the sky. It feels like, yes, this is the thing now. And that's that's how it starts, right? But I just want to name that. I mean, it's kind of an obvious thing, but I just want to name it because I think it's important sometimes to just name things, even if they feel really simple. I'm going to have a sip of my green tea, and we can all enjoy that together. Mm-hmm. Yum, I got this new mug and has those little bumps on the side and it makes me really happy. (laughs) I needed some green tea for this today. Um, So when we know what it is, so we know what it is. We're clear, we're clear. Personally, you guys, I need to take some imperfect action one around 
releasing lens of love to uh, a wider audience. And I'm getting my website finalized here in the next three days. Um, And then uh, I also really need to take some uh, imperfect action, like, like closer to perfect action around some of my eating habits, which I have really let slide since the summertime. So there, there's two of mine. So once we have that in place, we know what it is, right? Like I know those things. So what is going to help me move forward and take imperfect action around these things, aside from looking at my tattoo and just having it be a general reminder? Uh, I do recommend you don't have to do a tattoo, but perhaps just give yourself a little note somewhere. And in these next three steps, they'll give you some really good ideas. If you do want to put some notes around, you'll probably get some good ideas for the, the three steps to imperfect action. So the first step is... It's a two-parter, so 1A and 1B, having an internal and an external why. Let's start with the external why first, because it can, um, well, depending on what you're doing, (laughs) depending on what you're doing, one's going to be easier than the other. So the external why is going to be easier to figure out if you are doing something in terms of your career, in in terms of, you know, publish that book, start that podcast, Um, post on social media, get your website going, whatever that is. Really think about the people who you can affect and the positive change you can have. And everyone always says this, but it's true. Even Even if it's one person, right? Like even if it's one person a week, one person a week who you were to positively affect, that could be 52 people in a year. And if those 52 people are affected positively, there's no way that doesn't get passed on somehow. Like even even if it's just they go home in just a lighter mood and they're just kinder and more joyful to their family. That just, it spreads. So, So think about the external why. What, not just, not what's in it for you, what's in it for them. What can someone else get from this? And if it is your health, right? Like maybe you don't feel good about your body and that's keeping you from intimacy with your partner. Or maybe you don't feel good about your body and you're not going out in public. Or maybe you're not, you know, sharing your gifts with people. So whatever it is, whether whether it feels like a more, you know, whether you're taking action on something more internal or something more external, there's still an external why. There's still people around you who are going to be affected in beautiful, positive ways by you taking imperfect action, right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to eat clean forever. I'm never going to yell at my kids again. Um, I'm going to be the perfect wife. I'm going to be this incredible business owner. It's this imperfect action. And if we take these steps, people will notice. And what will it do for them? What will it do for the people around you? If you are offering something, if we are talking about your business, your purpose, how can that positively affect people? Get really clear on that. Write that down. Like, Just get yourself out of the way for a second and write down, really, how can this positively affect people? And just think of different groups of people. Think about the people closest to you. Think about... um, Think about friends, think about family, think about the community, you think about the ripples, think about, you know, potential clients, whatever, wherever they are, you know, think about how this can impact positively 
anyone that comes into your orbit and write that down and take that in. Like just when you're done with that, like just take a breath and just be like, holy shit, look at the potential positive impact I can have through just small steps of imperfect action. Like just take it in and let that fill you up and really feel like gratitude that that you have the capability to positively affect people this way. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And it's in you right now just by taking small steps. Right? Okay. So 1B is our internal why. And this can be really obvious for something like our health, right? Probably the most obvious. Well, I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to feel better in my body. Um, You know, like I just mentioned, I need to start eating better because I have not been eating great for the past several months and I can feel it all in my face. Does this happen to anyone else? It was gross. I'm so sorry. That probably was not awesome on a podcast. But like I can feel it all in my sinuses and it just all gathers there when I'm not eating well. And eventually like I feel sluggish. I've got my green tea that I'm going to take another sip of because I was just feeling like post-nasal drip today. And I just know that when I start eating better, I will obviously feel better. When we start, you know, connecting more to our spiritual life, you know, that just, that just feels good. But if we, if we also think about like our internal why in terms of doing something like writing that email, starting that podcast, putting our passion project out there into the world, that as an internal why, like journal, journal around this and give yourself time to really sit with it because what that can do is shift the way we show up in the world. Like it can shift our trust in ourselves. It can shift the way that we view ourselves. You know, we may kind of feel like, oh, I just let everything fall. I'm not very professional. I'm all over the place. I'm like a squirrel. I'm, I just kind of feel like a hot mess, right? And then that becomes our story of ourselves. And we wonder how, how can I not have this story of myself? I'm, I'm clumsy. I don't understand technology or whatever, right? But if we start to take this imperfect action and we realize that we are actually more capable than we think we are, and we take these small steps, we're going to realize, oh, I can't, I can do these things. I can show up more consistently. I can do this. Oh my gosh. And now I also see my external why coming in. Like I'm positively affecting people And now all of a sudden I'm standing a little bit straighter. I'm smiling a little bit more. I'm feeling more grounded. I'm feeling like I can trust myself more. And all of a sudden we're, we're meta, metamorphosing, metamorphosizing, meta, (laughs) we're (laughs) metaing. We are, we are butterflying, chrysalising. Oh my God. How long can I say these types of words? We are moving from one version of ourselves to another higher version of ourselves. And we get there 
by taking imperfect action, that can feel scary and messy, right? Because imperfect action by nature feels messy. It's not perfect. It feels messy. And the thing is, as we take more and more imperfect action, it will actually start to feel incredibly normal. It won't feel as messy. It will feel, it will, we will start to realize that it actually is the thing that moves us forward. And therefore, it won't feel as yucky and messy. It will feel like, oh yeah, this is how we get things done. This is how we make progress. And then we trust ourselves. And then we start to become more of a force. We're more connected to our own power. And then our external why starts to bump up even more because we have more belief in ourselves. And then we're more likely to continue to take that action and feel more confident that we can not only affect ourselves positively, but that we can affect others positively. And it's this beautiful outward spiral. And I say spiral because we're kind of going around and around and around a lot of our same issues, right? Like some days our imperfect action is going to be like, oh, that's kind of crappy. And then some days it's going to be like, that was great. And it's just this, and it's this spiral. But if we're doing it consistently, even if we just like lay in bed for three days and then finally we're like, all right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do some yoga and drink some green tea and take that action again. Maybe before we used to lay in bed for seven days and now we're in bed for three, right? And it just gets a little bit, a little bit shorter. And sometimes maybe it's longer, but then maybe we bounce back faster. I don't know. You know, it's, it's a spiral and it's allowed to be a spiral. So when we really figure out here with the step one, A and B, our external Y and our internal Y, get really clear on that. Just journal that shit out. I don't, not, some people love journaling. Some people don't just put it, honestly, a timer really helps me because I don't really like it in that it's not a habit that I go to, but if I just go, okay, fine. And I get some like tea or matcha or whatever, and I sit in a cozy spot with a blanket and put a timer on, then I can go 10 minutes. And then normally at the end of 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm not done. I've got more stuff to write. And then try to kind of distill it down. And put up two little two little notes for yourself. Just kind of maybe like top bullet points of your internal why and top bullet points of your external why. I know for me, some of my internal why has literally been like that, like I will be a more powerful, not powerful and like, you know, like uh not powerful and like like King Triton and Ursula, right? And the Lion King, not like, oh, I'm all powerful, but just like in my own power, like knowing what I am capable of and being able to call on that personal power to create beautiful things in the world, to be a change maker. So that, that for me is my internal shift that is what or my internal why for a lot of what I do and a lot of the imperfect action that I try to take so so get that down get that internal and external why so that's one a and one b step two is a really important one especially if you're just not naturally like an achiever so we've talked about the enneagram before you don't have to know what that is to know this next part but just like enneagram threes and eights are just kind of natural achievers here's my goal i get it here's my goal i get it here's my goal i get it and if that's not naturally who you are then i think this next step is going to feel really good 
and you're really going to like it. And even if that is who you are, this may just deepen that part of you that goes after things really easily. So step two is really have a sense that you're being supported by the divine. So this could be whatever you relate to as kind of a spiritual force. So God, universe, um, source, Sophia, like whatever it is that you like to think of as bigger than you. If you have a sense that you are not only supported, but really feel like the universe, God is pushing you in this direction, like this is the path you are kind of cosmically supposed to be on, you are soulfully supposed to be on, you're, you know, destined to make this next move. If you feel that support by just this, you know, this energy that is God, that is source, that is the universe, it's it's just feels so beautifully supportive. And there are so many ways you could do this depending on how you feel most connected to the divine. So if it's really traditional and you, um, you're Christian and you know the Bible is really your source, then some things you can do is just kind of open the Bible up. You know, I always, I always say there's certain books like the Bible and um, there's actually lots of books really where you just kind of like open and I always feel like you'll just open to something that has a message for you. Um, I remember opening to the Bible one, uh, one day. I don't open the Bible a ton, but I am familiar with the Bible and I owned one and I opened it and, and went right to this. Oh no, it wasn't that. I'd gotten a Bible verse in a meditation. That's what it was. And when I opened it and read, it was like Matthew, um, uh, I know what it was, Matthew eight eleven. I believe. And it was really, really relevant to where I felt I was. And I was like, oh man, (laughs) this popped up in a meditation. It's really relevant. Like it feels like God is like, yes, you are on the right path. The thing you are feeling that might feel scary, but also probably feels like the next right step. Like that is, that is what you are designed to do next. Like I am here. I am supporting you. Yes. And that just really feels like, okay, okay, I can do this. You know, it's, it's a lot bigger than just asking people around you. Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Because then we're giving our power to all these other people. Um, if, if, if we are weighing their opinion more than our own opinion, then we're giving our power all away. But if it feels like we're getting these signs from the universe, signs from God to move forward, that can feel incredible. Um, One of the ways that I really like to do this is actually through astrology. I just, I really think God knew what he was doing uh, when he planned the universe and the way that our solar system works and and all the energies. And it's really incredible. And um, I love, I, I just love kind of learning about it. I get these little books from this lady, uh, this Hello. She has this Instagram account called Spirit Daughter. And I think there's like a, a ton of followers. And she gets she does these little books every month kind of about the astrological season. And whenever she puts them out, she kind of talks about like where the planets are in that particular season and how 
how the placement really influences that astrological season. And then she'll kind of do like, oh, if your Saturn is in Virgo, it's this. If your Saturn is in Capricorn, if your Saturn is in, you know, or I'm not exactly sure. Like I don't, I don't, I don't seek to like understand astrology to the point where I can regurgitate it. I just kind of seek it as guidance. And almost every time I open this book, every single month, every single, um, you know, every single astrological season, it is supporting exactly either something that I've already been doing, have already been feeling the push to do, um, and I'm moving into. And it's, it's incredible to just be like, wow, this is exactly what I have felt. Like I, I actually have one of her little things taped to my computer and I've had it there for over a year now. And it talks about me having Saturn in Virgo. And it says, for example, your responsibility here, let me unpeel it. So I, could, I just want to give you an example of what something like this does. So your responsibility this lifetime is to share your gifts with others. Furthermore, you need to share them in a way that others can understand and integrate easy, easily. You have a great capacity for healing the collective. You were born with a natural talent to heal. Much of this healing occurs from the information you are able to digest, organize, and give back to others. Um, it goes on to say a few more things, but like reading that and just knowing how many things I try and then I share, you know, that was part of the impetus for starting this podcast was like, I just try so many healing modalities and I really want to share them with people and say, hey, there's more out there than just talk therapy or just yoga. You know, like there's really wild things that you can do to heal that are beautiful, Um even in like my branding work, like being able to take what I learn and turn it around and just kind of reading this stuff is just really affirmative um, or affirming. It's really affirming. And so I, I, that's the reason why I love just kind of little bits of astrology and not just like, oh, I'm a Sagittarius, but really kind of getting into what these little placements mean for you and how how you're really designed to show up with your gifts and your talents. Um, I know some people really like human design. That can be really affirming. Um, again, just like prayer, prayer, meditation, stillness, silence, you know, things that kind of come to you, signs that you see, just really feeling like you are supposed to be doing this. Yes, you are supposed to be taking this action. So when you feel like God, the universe is like, yes, you are now supposed to do this. It's like, it becomes a little bit easier to take this imperfect action because now it doesn't feel like you're on your own. Now it's like, oh, I am divinely supported. I am supported by knowledge and beings like vastly, you know, superior to me. And if I feel like that, I can take action because then I have I have a trust and there's something that's bigger than just myself. And I think it's really, really important to feel supported that way. And there's so many ways to do it. Um, yeah, like I said, even just, you know, when I meditate, certain things show up. Um, sometimes I'll just read and things will just stand out or I'll be like, I feel like I'm supposed to read this book next and I'll follow it. And that book will have something that will just make so much sense with something I've been struggling with. 
um, around taking action or something that I've been feeling. And I'm like, oh, of course, I was supposed to read this. And when you really start to follow these signs and follow this trail of just intuition, you kind of realize that you you can get a little paired up with with the energy of the universe, with the energy of, of God, Source, Sophia, and really feel like, okay, okay, you know, like, um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like Jesus, God, Mary, you know, they're all like, they're looking out for me. And it feels really cool. And then it doesn't feel just like you alone at home trying to take these little steps. It's like, oh, this is a divine plan. And I just have to kind of act on the things I'm being told. And that leads us into step three, which is really, it's really kind of linked into step two, but it's less action. And that is surrender and trust. And just really leaning on, you know, one, this thing that we're excited about and that we're excited for a reason, that it's it's been put on our hearts for a reason. It's been put on our minds. It's been put in our life for a reason, you know, and then trusting that, trusting that why, our internal and our external why, and then surrendering to it. And that can feel really difficult and kind of weird because it's not really an action, but that's, that's not the point, right? These are three things to help us to take the action. These are three things to have in place that support our actionable movements. So when we just surrender, sometimes that can be listening. It can be pausing in between our action because a lot of times when we start to take the action, so we're lit up, we feel you know, an inner knowing that this is what we're supposed to be doing. We've got our internal and our external why, and we feel supported by the universe. We feel, yes, this is our soul's purpose right now. The next step we should make, and we can tell and we feel in our bones and our soul that we are being supported. And to surrender to that, and sometimes that surrendering, you know, kind of again in this spiral does look like, Okay, so we take some action and we don't feel as scared because, you know, we've got God on our side, the universe on our side, and that's huge. So, you know, we take this action and then sometimes surrender looks like just sitting in silence or laying on our back with our hands on our stomach, our hands on our chest, and just feeling whatever has come up inside of the imperfect action because we're going to have some feelings about it, especially if it's been really hard to take action in the first place, or if we've really been dead set on making things perfect before we take action. And now we're doing this imperfect action. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's not perfect. What are we doing? You know, they didn't respond the way I wanted to, or it wasn't, it's, it wasn't perfect. I don't know what to do. Da, da, da. And it's just like, take a breath, lie down, or sit in meditation, or just close your eyes. And just take a breath and just trust and surrender. And just, again, whatever whatever you want, God, universe, Jesus, Sophia, source, just deep breath. And just, I trust you and I surrender. I surrender this action 
to you. And I trust that you will bring about whatever is necessary, whether that is not much of a response and I need to just keep going or learn from that, or whether it is a big response or a medium response or or it doesn't feel like anything's happening. I'm just trusting. I'm trusting and I'm still seeing the signs. I'm trusting and I, I still know that this is my path. You know, I'm trusting and I'm going back to my internal why. And I'm sitting with that and my external why and I'm sitting with that. And we have these things in place. It becomes it becomes something bigger to take action. It becomes more meaningful. We feel supported without even ever having had to talk to anybody. We've created a container in which we can feel energetically supported, whether or not friends, family, spouses are on board. And that is huge. Like, obviously, we would love for all of them to be on board, but sometimes, sometimes they're not on board. Sometimes they're scared of, of success we might have in certain areas. Sometimes, sometimes they're really excited for us and it's a little too much and we need them to dial it back. And we're like, look, I need to go at my own pace. And so how do we create our own container? And note that like none of these steps include anyone aside from you tapping into your highest self with a capital S and feeling that connection to the divine. Creating that kind of umbilical cord between you, your highest self, and God. Right? And, and letting that guide you. Because really, you know, initially we're feeling, we're feeling lit up, excited. We have a knowing. And that's coming from ourself. That's from our highest S self that is connected to the divine that is like, got it. I've got the download. This is the next move. Right? This is the next move. And then that internal, external why. And part of that internal why is really going to shift. It's going to move us into our highest self. It's going to, it's, it's along the path of becoming. It's along the path of wholeness. So that's about our soul as well. And then taking, taking these steps that are positive changes, whether it's inside of us or the way we reach the world, it's, it's going to bring about external healing, external happiness, external joy. It's it's going to bring those things out. And that is all in service of our highest S self, in service of our soul. And then the sense that we're being supported, that right there is a direct connection to the divine. Right? And then surrendering to that and creating this beautiful, beautiful kind of ball of light around us, this incredible container where we're capable of taking imperfect action because, because of this connection that we're creating, this basis that is, that is beyond our ego, right? That's what, can really, that's what can really stop us, these kind of egoic parts about ourselves that kind of want to keep us safe and protect us and are worried about being made fun of and, you know, all the worries that it has, you know, 
tons and tons of worries, lots of fear, needing to look good. But when we when we align here with the knowing, with the internal and external why and the sense that we're being supported and we surrender and trust, that is completely separate from the ego. And it is a higher level of connection and a higher level of support and containment where we can really take beautifully imperfect action and just continually go back to these things and continually renew and refresh ourselves and this energy inside of this container for ourselves. And it's beautiful. Friend, I hope this was helpful for you today. Um, I'll do, we'll go over steps here. One little quick repeat time if you missed it, if you need a little summary. So kind of the prologue is the to feel lit up, excited, or just have a knowing that this is the next thing. Creating your internal why and your external why. What is going to be good for you, for your soul, for your body, for your emotions, for your mind, for your mental health in this process. Journaling that, setting a timer, and then getting clear on how this is going to affect the people around you, your environment, your family, you know, your friends, your community, and beyond. That external why, getting clear on that, journaling that, setting a timer for that. And then this sense that you are being beautifully, cosmically, divinely supported by the universe, by God, Jesus, Mary, Sophia, Source, whatever you relate to as an external divine, that you are being beautifully supported and you know where to look for that support. Walks in nature, prayer, uh, religious works, astrology, human design, uh, card pulls, like whatever is like, yes, I am communicating with the divine and the divine is saying, yes, go, yes, go. And then surrendering, just letting go, taking this action and letting it like a, like sending out a ship with this action, right? Like they, like they did. And, uh, you know, we all learned about all the explorers. They just sent out ships, Kings and queens just sent ships, ship, 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 ship. And they didn't know they didn't know which one was going to sink, which one was going to get caught in a storm, and which ones were going to make it to land. You just send out ships. So you just, this imperfect action is just sending out a ship. You're just sending out ships, knowing some will sink. Some will get caught in a storm. Some won't make it. And then some will land on shore in a new land and open up an incredible new world for you. It's a lot easier to be brave and to take this imperfect action with courage when you know that you're just sending out ships and you surrender them and you trust that the right ones will make it to the right place. So I wish you good luck and courage and God's speed in your imperfect action and know that you can do this. You were made for more. Thank you so much for listening to the Create Beautifully podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, I've asked this before, and you want to leave a review, or even if you don't want to leave a review, like, could you just leave a review anyway? That would be amazing. (laughs) This is me imperfectly asking you, to please leave 
a wonderful, imperfect, yet amazing review. Because that would be awesome. And go take your own imperfect action on something that's going to make your life beautiful.